Did you did you end up quitting that job because you just got sick of old people galloping up on you on full fours, <laughs> but you naked in crawl spaces and. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Slasher. I hardly know her. I'm your host, Alex. And as always, I've brought on a very special guest to discuss our movie this week, The Visit. 2015's The Visit, an M. Night Shyamalan, Lamalan. I would say classic, but I don't think it's one of his classics. I don't think anybody thinks that. Maybe our special guest does. This one is a good one, guys. You're going to be surprised about this because I got none other than one of the stars of The Visit, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You sound uh, terrible, Catherine. Do you have COVID? Oh, my God. I, yes, I do. I've got this new strain. I, I can't remember what it's called. Omicron. Optimus Prime or whatever. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Acron. Yeah. yeah, that's Ad- it. Adrenochrome. That sounds right. I think Google that's Chrome. right. That checks out. Uh, no, of course, I'm talking with my good, dear friend, Micah, who has been kind enough to uh, indulge me this week. Were you surprised, Micah, that I picked the visit after my big tirade against found footage uh, in the last episode? Then, boom, I picked the visit, which is technically found footage. I had a few thoughts on this. One was, I wonder if he knows he picked another found footage film. <laughs> and then my other thought was, oh, I see what he's doing here. I made him watch Wreck, which wasn't his favorite found footage film. And he's like, you think you got found footage films, Micah? I'll show you a found footage film. This is what they should be like. That was not the case. In fact, I forgot. I have seen The Visit, I think, just once. I had forgotten everything about it, including the fact that it was found footage. Uh, but I'll tell you why I like this, or at least why I like this more than most found footage movies, is that... It was very scripted. And I think a lot of found footage movies, I think the thing I don't like about a lot of found footage movies is the lack of a script, kind of. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, a framework and even a script to some degree, of course. But I don't, you know, I get the feel when I'm watching those that the director is just like, all right, get out there and, you know, be scared and hear things in the woods and do this and that. And I don't like that. I don't like, you know, improv at all, specifically in a, you know, feature length film this wasn't that i mean it was an m night Shyamalan found footage movie so you know it was going to have a lot more you know substance to it i guess and that footage they found wow is it beautiful i don't know what kind of cameras those kids had but (laughs) it was some good footage uh footage and i noticed that even the uh you know, they, they give the boy, she gives the boy the old camera that came out of the bargain bin or something. And that camera Uh was beautiful. It was Paul Thomas Anderson's old bargain bin of cameras he used. <laughs> oh, this is we're already too cerebral. Uh, PT, come on, the kids know who Paul Thomas Anderson is, right? God almighty. I think he uses still uses like, you know, the giant panoramic 35 millimeter, whatever. Uh, he, he's a film. He's a film purist. I don't know if he's ever shot anything in digital. I think it's funny that you still think you're still referring to some of our audience as kids when we've clearly shown that is not the case. 
these children, these infants who listen to our show, sucking on their bottles, I think, gathered around the radio in the preschool. I think we, uh, I think we, f- we did actually crack into the twenties. Last time I looked at our our analytics, it did say that we had, you know, like one percent of our viewers were in their twenties or something. You know so what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to learn some lingo so that we can keep up with the kids so they'll think we're we're hip and cool. Uh, or fetch. I think I think they're saying fetch these days. It's fetch. Stop saying fetch. <laughs> it's never going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen? All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it alone. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining the show, kids. Uh, yeah, this show's totally lit. It's, it's dope. Uh, it's a really fly show. Micah found out uh, today that we are the number ten movie review podcast in the UK from an unsolicited number ten. I think that was you said it was like I think it was number twenty four. <laughs> Whatever the case, the whole thing's a lie. It was an it's un- probably a lie. We, we learned this from an unsolicited email, and only four percent of our listeners are actually in the United Kingdom. And we were it like, like one twenty five in the US. <laughs> I mean, it was You're number 24 in the UK. And also, will you please send money to the Nigerian prince? Okay. 5% of our viewer, our listeners are 18 to 27. Uh, and then we have another 18% of our listeners that are 28 to 34. So that's pretty cool. So our biggest demo is still what? 35 to 44. 50? 35, 35 to 44. 44. Yeah. That's 73% of our listeners. God, don't you guys love to tune into a horror movie review podcast and hear... <laughs> the analytics <laughs> dedicated to that <laughs> podcast. I mean, this is this is good stuff. We've got good we stuff got going on. A lot of percentages and statistics planned for the show today. Unfortunately, we don't have video, so you'll just have to imagine the the pie charts and sure. bar graphs that we'll be referring. We'll to We'll post throughout those the up show. on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can make a nice little animation for it. Oh, and then we can check back and be like, "Why aren't our pie charts getting any likes?" <laughs> So this movie, uh, 2015's The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan, I, I remember being disappointed the first time I saw it, and literally that's the only thing I remembered about it. I remember kids were visiting grandparents, and, I, and there was something about an oven, and I was disappointed in it. And I was talking to my wife last night about it, and I'm often disappointed. Yeah, in, like you have a wife. Right. Like, you and know. if you did, like she would ever talk to you. I, I, so I was talking to my cat last night. Well, <laughs> let's be honest, my cats. And uh, I'm always disappointed in M. Night Shyamalan movies, and I think it's because I've discovered why it is. Because when I go back and watch one, I'll like it. Like, I did not like, uh, what's the alien one that's so good? Signs. Signs. I didn't like Signs at all the first time I saw it. Now it's one of my, you know, favorite movies. It's on TV. I'll, you know, I'm stopping and watching it. Uh, same thing with, uh, The Village. I thought The Village was a piece of crap. I saw it in the theaters. And I was like, oh man, I saw the twist coming a mile away. And, uh, that's what she said. That's right. Uh, and like, I think the problem is, and now I love the visit for the record, like, or not the visit, the village. It's a really good movie. And I think the deal is, you know, I saw sixth sense and then it was like, I expect every one of Shyamalan's movies to have that amazing twist at the end that blows my mind. And when it doesn't, I'm like, Oh, that movie sucked. When in reality, the movie was pretty good. It's just the twist wasn't huge. And if you go in, not expecting to have that, I think it's a better movie. I mean, if you just take it for the movie that it is and not hope that there's going to be some mind-blowing twist in the end, it's not that bad. And I kind of felt that about this. Although, again, I'd seen it, totally forgot the twist. So I was surprised Mm -hmm. all again. By the way, listeners, uh, if you haven't seen 
the visit, there will be spoilers. So turn this podcast off immediately. Go watch the movie, then come back and listen. The grandparents did it. Oh, God. I can't. Oh, <laughs> oh I can, you woo, son of a bitch. I couldn't hold on to it any longer. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> glad you got that spoiler alert out while you did. So had you seen this one before? I saw it when it very first came out. I can't remember if I saw it at the movies or on video, but uh, I remembered liking it. But I, I, like you, I didn't remember a whole lot about it. I remembered that it's kids. They go for a visit. I remember a scene in a crawl space with a lady, you know, on all fours, <laughs> crawling quickly towards the kid. But I, I did not remember the the twist. I, I didn't remember a lot of the plot points. And I definitely didn't remember all of the weird shit yes. that their, uh, quote, grandparents do at night. My yeah. God. I'd forget, yeah. I'd, same here. I'd forgotten all of that stuff. And so there, I felt like there was a good creep factor. That thing where, that you, you know, su- suggested was a grandmother in a crawl space crawling quickly. Uh, that's an understatement. That was freaking terrifying i mean she was doing that like uh you know grudge girl you know the ring girl crawl uh really fast with her head down and her you know hair hanging down in her face and just galloping through that crawl space that was creepy as hell man yeah you said it better than i did it's definitely more than that it's freaky yeah the hair's hanging down it's just just like out of nowhere don't you don't you do that to yourself, it did remind Micah? Me of the ring. Mine, mine was no better than yours. Don't you do that to yourself? It yours was so was, much. Yours better. was fine. Yours was you know, absolutely adequate. Real friends are honest with each other. Alex, mm. go ahead and tell me how you really felt about. No, my that's the problem. That's why I lied to you. I didn't really think of you as a friend. Oh, uh, come on! Come on! We just met, Mrs. Han. Is it Mrs.? <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't even know that. Um, uh, so, soon to be Miss. I'll tell you what. I couldn't help but wonder through the entire movie though my entire viewing of this was just i don't know inundated with the thoughts of what the hell else happened in 2015 oh beat you to it again man (laughs) beat you to it again oh let's see here uh actually we're gonna have to kind of figure this one out because uh you because you you did no research you did no research i uh, you know i worked on final girl and i totally forgot about our year thing. Um, That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not the most important part, really. It's uh, the most oh, important part of the okay. show. Uh, okay, here's some quick news. What happened in 2015? Uh, Confederate symbols were banned after the uh, the Charleston Church massacre. The Supreme Court, Supreme, the Supreme Supreme. I like Supreme Court. That's pretty dope. <laughs> I love preems, but more than eating them, I like to suck a preem. All right. The Supreme Court affirms same-sex marriage nationwide. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a big one. That's a big, fat one. Let's see here. Boring, boring, dark, boring, dark. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner and the rise of transgender identity. That was her big interview uh, on the television with Diane Sawyer, where she talked about her transition. See, that's telling because, like, that doesn't seem like that was that long to me. And in watching this, I kept thinking this movie was a little older than it was. But 2015, I mean, that's not that long ago. Oh, it was also the year of, do you remember, Deflate Gate? I do. With Tom Brady? Of course I do. How can that's I forget? Right. Yeah, yeah. Deflating the football. Why did they do that? Did it make it easier to throw it, or it catch? Was, it was so cold out that uh, they thought it would make it easier to catch. But 
I mean, I've heard, I don't know if they even actually did it because apparently it's pretty common for footballs to lose some amount of pressure and, uh, especially when it's cold outside. So maybe it wasn't a thing at all. I don't know. I don't, I certainly don't want to get into that argument because I honestly do not care. And the only other news I have from 2015 is that was the year Alex lost his virginity. Oh, was that the year? That was the year just a short six years ago. It seems so long ago. And it was such a a long time coming, too. Man, we were so proud of you. Uh, So what did you think of this movie? I mean, did did you go in thinking, remembering that you liked it? And did it did it hold up? I mean, tell me, kind of give it to me. I remember that I liked it. I got a soft spot for Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalan, Shyamalan, ding dong. Uh, and uh, yeah, I remember that it was good. I remember it was the first movie that he made where I was like, hey, maybe Shyamalan can just start cranking out scary little movies. They don't have to be these epic, twisty movies where everybody's eager to find out. Maybe he can do some smaller movies. Um, and I was excited because I didn't remember all of it. And then when the creepy stuff starts happening, I was blown away at just how weird this movie is. And also thinking about, I was like, is this kind of an allegory, Uh, you know, for, is it about Alzheimer's? Is it about your family changing? Is there something deeper or is it just a weird little movie about some crazy people? Um, I think it was maybe a little all that. Yeah. I think it was yeah, a little bit I, of all that. So I mean, that stuff as weird and crazy as that seems. You know, I've, I've worked in the past. I used to have a job where I had to work in you know dementia units, memory care units, and uh, a lot of that shit is not not far fetched at all. Did you did you end up quitting that job because you just got sick of old people galloping up on you on full fours? <laughs> But they you know, get in crawl spaces and he was like, Oh my God. Yeah, that that was one of the things I liked about that scene that after it's over, the kids get out of the crawl space and she's like, you know, hey, I made pudding or whatever she says, and then she walks away and her dress is caught so you can see her ass. And just one cheek yeah. of her ass. Yeah. She was a pretty uh, older lady too. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Grandma's kinda hot. Yeah, she was a good looking woman. My my wife commented on that several times. Of course my wife has a thing for old ladies, but um, so for those that don't know what this movie is about, it's found footage in that this these two kids, uh, it's a little girl and a little boy, the little girl's a little older. Uh, she's making she's decided she's gonna make a documentary film because her mother has been estranged from her parents for many, many years. She left the house when she was nineteen because she was hooking up with some dude that uh, they didn't approve of, and she never went back and because something bad happened that's all we know is something bad happened and so the grandparents reached out and they're like hey we would like to meet our grandchildren and so Catherine Hans like yeah cool I'll go on a cruise you guys go visit your grandparents in this uh, lovely country that I assume is up in uh, what Maryland is that where he always or Philly up near Philadelphia because isn't that where Shyamalan always shoots movies is in Pennsylvania Sure, whatever you say. Okay, cool. Um, I have no idea if if that's true or not. I think that's true for most of his movies. But anyway, uh, so they go up there, and and the reason it's found footage again, because everything is from the point of her camera or the little camera or the brother, the camera she gives her little brother. They're just kind of documenting these crazy old folks that just seem like crazy old folks, although they... I mean, they seem normal, except that they notice pretty quick that weird things are happening, particularly at night. Uh, the grandmother will 
come up to the you know second floor and be completely naked and scratch on the walls and run all over the house and the grandpa keeps sneaking out to the barn and when they go in the kid goes to inspect what's out in the what's out in that shed it's just a huge pile of adult used adult diapers and you know weird fucking shit man like and none of it do you expect did you expect it to be diapers when he went in that shed I imagined it was going to be a skin that they were shedding because they were molting because they're aliens and it's some kind of invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, I was surprised when he opened it up and it was just a poopy diaper. Uh, poopy diaper with a pretty good size log in it. Pretty good size. It's, pretty uh, gross. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> was pretty nasty. Uh, and and the weird stuff doesn't start happening right away. I mean, it it takes a second. They're there from like what Sunday night to Saturday, and so uh, that's how the that's how the footage goes. It's like Monday. Oh, and it is in Pennsylvania. And and uh, M Knight uh, lived in Pennsylvania. He, he was born in India, but grew up around uh, Philadelphia. So you're saying I was right? You're right. I don't like to say it, but yeah, you were right this time. That's pretty good. I see that, uh, just looking on Wikipedia about it, uh, M. Night Shyamalan couldn't get anybody to take this movie. People were turning him down. So he actually took a $5 million loan against his house to make this. So this movie was made for five mil. That's crazy. Yeah, how about that? M. Night and it Sh- ended up making close to $100 million. Yeah, it made a lot of money. I mean, think about that. $5 million and then... You know, opening weekend in the U.S. is sixty-five million. That's pretty good. I bet the dudes at Blumhouse were uh, were wicked excited when M. Night Shyamalan comes knocking on their door. And I, I was wrong. It's not opening weekend. It grossed twenty-five million opening weekend. But yeah, I mean, M. Night Shyamalan was such a huge thing at one point. Hey, and did you notice that he wasn't in this movie? He always makes that tiny little Hitchcock uh, appearance in his movies. He's not in this one. Was he not in there? No, at first I thought he was the dude that the old man thought was following him, that he goes across the street uh-huh. to beat up. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's going to be him, but it wasn't him, and, and he's not in the credits. And then my wife looked it up, and it said this is one of the few he doesn't appear in. Come on. Come on, Hitchcock. Show up in the movie. Just remember, be there somewhere. Remember in The Village, his appearance is his reflection in like a refrigerator door? No. Yeah, it was like the refrigerator door where they kept the medicine or whatever. They open it up, and you can see his reflection. I thought that was cool. The Village. Didn't they have Adrian Brody in it and Ron Howard's daughter? What's her name? Uh, If you hadn't asked me, uh, Bryce Dallas. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she's in it. She's great in it. Joaquin Phoenix is in it. He's great in it. I really like that movie. really like that one. I don't know. I thought it was a horror movie, but it, I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie. Would you call this a horror movie? Uh, yeah. That I mean, that's a horror movie for sure. Weird stuff's happening. Uh, yeah, I think this is definitely horror. I think so too. I mean, like most of the stuff I see uh, about it, it's been released by, or it's been the interviews for it, or with BloodyDisgusting.com, or you know, and uh, Bloomhouse helped put this out. So yeah, I'd say it's horror. Well. When we come back, do you want to dive into all the really weird shit that grandma and grandpa do? I do, uh, but, I f- but I feel like there's something we should do first. I think you're right. It's time to play the Globe's favorite game show, Final Girl. 
We got a lot coming up on this show. We're going to play Final Girl. We've got some horror news. We'll get into what else we're into. Hell, we might even take a call from a listener. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's get into this Final Girl then. Let's do it. All right, let us meet this week's contestants. Did you pop the top off some Tupperware? You did, uh, didn't you? It is the official like. slasher I hardly know her. Uh, egg. It's one of those giant Easter eggs. It's uh-huh. clear on one side, uh-huh. green on the other. and I, uh, Like one of those things pantyhose used to come in when you were a kid? Yeah, kind of like that, but much larger. Okay. It's like uh, smaller than a football, bigger than the pantyhose container. Okay. All right, here That's we go. That's really how I judge all, all sizes. When people are trying to explain size to me, I'm like, well, is it bigger than a pantyhose egg? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Player number one, Vanessa Valentine. Another adult film star this I week. I know it does sound like another one. I like that one, though. That's a good one. Oh, you know I love a good alliteration. Here she comes. Sadie Sanguine. Sadie Sanguine. That's a beautiful name. Hey, Sadie. Welcome to the show. Yeah. And we have Miss Taylor, Miss Jenny Taylor. Jenny Taylor. Nobody went with anything, uh, you know, like clever. You know, I don't mean Sadie's names aren't clever. <laughs> I mean, like, no, like, you know, puns. Um, Alex, uh, yeah. I said her name is Miss Taylor, Miss Jenny Taylor. Oh! <laughs> I love that you decided to comment that. about how nobody did anything On the this one week. that they did. On Pretty the well. one. Uh, All right. Jenny Taylor, hey, welcome to the show. That's a good one. Sorry, I missed it. listeners out there, you know, uh, we only made it so far through high school, uh, and the GED test yeah. was way too hard. Yeah, it was tough, man. And there were, and there were almost no questions about puns. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Miss... Raquel Hawkins. <laughs> I get Welcome it. to the show, Miss Hawkins. Wait, what do you get? Oh, I know what you're doing. You're just going to say, ha, ha, ha. I get it about things now, just in case one flew right by. <laughs> oh, no, I got that one. That was a good one. Clever. Raquel Hawkins. And finally, Phoebe, Phoebe Lynn. Welcome, Phoebe that Lynn. This is the second time we've had a Phoebe on. I love that name. Phoebe's my favorite friend. Is that true? Well, I mean, if I was going to pick one to make out with, I would probably pick Phoebe. Are you serious? I love Phoebe. I got a soft spot for Phoebe. You wouldn't pick Rachel. Come on. I mean, I love Monica. I love Rachel. I love Phoebe. But, you know, I like Phoebe. Phoebe's personality is my favorite. Okay. You know, to each his own. That's what I always say. I'm not saying it's a smart decision. I'm just saying it's another bad decision in a long line of bad decisions I've made throughout my life. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Now we know. Well, let's get into this. Let's see who survives the first round of Final Girl. Okay. All right. I've got to do some preparations. Uh, The chicken wire's broken a little bit, so I've got to do some repairs real quick. I'm doing some soldering. Alex, stall for time while I solder. (laughs) Why can't you solder before this? Why didn't you solder before the show? How many times have we had this discussion? This isn't that kind of show. We don't prepare. Okay. All right. It's all soldered now. We're ready to go. Thank you for stalling. Thank you, guys. All right. Let me spin the wheel. All right. All right. All right. 
did you actually solder it so that it would spin slower? Are you I, are you soldering the joint that actually spins that wheel? The damn wheel is jammed. Yeah, I think I soldered it so it's stiff. But it's really. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you're if you're out there and you've got some money to burn, uh, please send us a professional wheel <laughs> so we can stop using this uh, scrap wood and chicken wire wheel that we made. <laughs> we made. You made that. Don't put my name on that. Well, you sent me the Ambien that I took while I made <laughs> <laughs> the wheel of fate, the wheel of death. All right. Phoebe Lynn. Kevin is smart. Kevin is cute. He's even funny and can be a real hoot. But you still don't let him put it in your poop shoe. You survived. Oh, how nice. How nice. All right, next one, please. Raquel Hawkins. On the walk home, you heard a strange noise in the alley. It sounded like children talking. You wanted to check it out, but decided that would be silly. So instead, you just keep on walking. You survived. <laughs> yeah, don't. That's good. She's smart. Good she, job, Raquel. She is smart. Good job, Raquel. I, I'm go. laughing at the cadence of these rhymes. <laughs> All righty, Jenny, Jenny Taylor. <laughs> Mindy is the cutest, and her lips look so soft. So you're more than a little tempted when she tries to pull your sweater off. You want to keep going and see where her hands end up. But at the last second, you push her away and whisper, that's enough. You survived. You survived. Good one. Good job, Jenny. Well done, I kinda, Jenny I wanted Taylor. that one to keep going. Yeah. I wanted to see Mindy and Jenny. You're an awful man. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa, Miss Valentine. Please, baby, please, I've been a good boy, Robbie complains as he whips out his toy. You contemplate giving in and having a boink, but politely tell Robbie to put away his doink. <laughs> you survived. You survived. Good job. Good well, job, Vanessa. Well done for turning down the doink. Hey, you can't fault me on the uh, the rhythm on that one. I think I nailed it. Nope, you got it. All right, Sadie. Oh, Sadie. Oh, man, she went out fast. I love that name. I know. I like Sadie. I don't want to see anything bad happen to her. It's a beautiful name, it Sadie is. Sadie. It is indeed. Well, who knows? Maybe she'll survive. But whatever happens, Sadie, please come back. Please, please do. give us yeah. more of these beautiful alliterations. Just because you died immediately in this one doesn't mean <laughs> it will happen next time. Sadie. Your mind's telling you no, but your body's telling you yes. So after the party, you and Paul undress. And while you're making your O face, the killer stabs you in the chest. Oh, Sadie, you shouldn't have given you it died. away. That's just, oh, you gotta I'm know sorry. better. You you're gotta dead, know better. You had sex. Those are the rules. You can't have sex. No, no. Those are certainly the rules I go by. Uh, How did that come to be a thing in scary movies anyway? Because the pure survive. Only the pure survive. I mean, it seems kind of weird to teach kids that if they have sex or do drugs, they're going to die. No, that's, that's, the way, that's the way to raise a kid, man. I think we should teach them, like, they should do an updated uh, <laughs> rules for scary movies where, like, if you have sex but you don't use protection, 
then you'll die. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, well, okay, we'll write it into our movie. We'll just have kids boinking with their doinks out all over the place. Nobody's dying except for that one couple who didn't strap on before they went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... Uh, and I don't mean a strap on. I mean, you know, you didn't put on a rubber. Mm, I think you meant a strap on. I know you. Uh, uh, we could get even more specific, like brands of condoms, or maybe she's using Yaz instead of, you know, some other brand of birth control and get what? real specific on who dies. There's <laughs> a birth... <gasps> I, I, You'll have to write that part. I didn't know there was a birth control called Yaz. I might have made that up, but it I sounds, think I remember somebody I dated once jazzy. being on Yaz. Are you yes. on birth control? Yes, I am. Hell yes. And all that yes. We should we should do birth control commercials for yes. <laughs> all right, so uh, sorry to see you go, Sadie. That's just, uh, that's a hard hit. It's hard for us. It's harder for you, certainly. Uh, but you got to know the rules, and you got to play by those rules. So like Micah said, we got a lot coming up. We're going to continue on with the final girl see who can be this week's final girl do a little horror news what are we into viewer calls god there's so much to get into also there's this little movie called the visit that we're gonna do that's all coming up after the break hi i'm richard feltner with the Positivity Institute. We have a brand new line of cassette tapes that are made to help you through the day. Whether you need to feel pretty. I'm the prettiest girl in town. I'm the prettiest girl around. Everybody look at me. Look at me, I'm so pretty. Or maybe you want to feel sexy. Ooh, check me out. I'm sexy. So sexy. Ooh, I'm the sexiest man around. Well, check oh, out my so ladies. Or maybe you need to feel smart. I am good. I am smart. I can get an A+. Plus. I'll do good on my test and show them I'm a genius. Or maybe you just need a little help getting through the day. I ain't gonna kill myself today. I ain't gonna kill myself today. I'm doing all right. I'll be okay, and I ain't gonna kill myself today. Our cassette tapes are catered specifically to your needs. Order yours today online at happypositivity.feelgood. Welcome back to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her, the horror movie review podcast where we watch horror movies so you don't have to waste your precious time. Or maybe you can't. We're just saying you won't have to waste it. If it's a bad movie, then you won't waste your time. I'm joined, as always, with my very special guest and very, very dear friend, Micah. We watched The Visit this week but whoa, before whoa, whoa, whoa. we you just say i'm joined by micah and you don't like i don't get to go like hi you just just keep going yeah you've What's already the point talked. Of having a guest you i'm the... do that let's just have guests and never let them talk we like kind of we're what we joined by our on. special guest so and so uh who won't say anything during the show uh but just know that they're here i, I mean in I, the studio i think we've done that plenty of times with the when scott's been here Usually Scott gets about three words in, and we talk over him the entire time. <laughs> I think our first episode ever had more dead air uh, than any episode since then. That was before we figured out that in order for there not to be, you know, long 
long bouts of silence, we just have to interrupt each other, which yes. is what we do in person anyway. So it's yeah. more natural. That yeah. Way. Our, our first podcast was a lot like, uh, a, an old married couple sitting around reading books together. Uh, just every now and then it's like, ha 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 ha. This part's great, honey. Uh, and then, you know, 20 minutes of silence. Yeah. It was not a good one. And what I, other dirty secrets and background on the show can we give people? What don't they know? Uh, I, they know we've got Hal, our sound engineer. They know about mm-hmm, Sandra. Mm-hmm, they know about mm-hmm. Vivian, our receptionist, and yeah. the writer's room. Well, you know, they probably don't know that we don't wear any clothes when we do the show. In fact, this is the only podcast that we know of that's done completely in the nude. Both that Alex and I don't have a stitch of clothes on. That is true. That said, had I, you know, even been thinking, I would have just set this up where you and I talk by phone as opposed to, you know, this Zoom chat that we have going on because it it really brings me down. Got to tell you. Uh, you know what I've noticed about your Zoom screen here is that you've definitely added some filters and softened it up a bit to to lighten up those wrinkles uh, that are growing all over you. Yeah, it's called the Big D filter. Uh, <laughs> I, the wrinkle <laughs> removal thing is just an added benefit. That's not actually the, the purpose it of It looks unnatural. It looks like you got Botox yeah. on your penis. Yeah, I know. It's very smooth. Very smooth. I pride myself on my. I've noticed that your your number. formerly you know charismatic penis now looks mm-hmm. expressionless. Yes, used to have a lot of character. Now it just looks like uh, you know Bruce Jenner's face. <laughs> oh God! Sorry. Were you talking about a movie? Yeah, 2015's The Visit, uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Creepy creepy as fuck. It's a creepy movie. It's a good one. Before you get into talking about it, though, I hear you have a little bit of horror news. Yeah, let's get into it. Scary stories. Uh, Horror news. Yan Sang-ho, the guy that directed Train to Busan, that zombie flick, uh, well-respected zombie flick, I might add, said he might make a sequel to Train to Busan. He already did Peninsula, and this sequel uh, would actually take place between the first and second films. So it's a sequel and a prequel all at once. Good, uh, nice. Yeah, you want to hit the next one? I got another one after that. Uh, well, I mean, I'll I'll talk about this movie that I want to see. It's I don't know if it's I don't know if it counts as horror news. But uh, it's out. You can watch it now. You could stream it. It's Black Friday with none other than Bruce Campbell. I intended to watch it on Thanksgiving night. We just got very busy, and you know there was a lot going on, and I had to work the next day. But uh, great story. It, it looks like it, it looks good. It's a it it happens on Thanksgiving night. It's you know Black Friday in reference, of course, to the shopping day, and it has something to do with like alien parasites crashing on Earth, and uh, you know Bruce Campbell is. I don't know, a store manager or something. And it looks really funny. Devin Sawa's in it. So all horror fan movie, uh, you know, horror fans will remember old Devin Sawa, who, by the way, is great to follow on Twitter. If you don't follow Devin Sawa, you should definitely go do that. He's a funny guy. But uh, it looks really good. And I want to see it. And, you know, anything with Bruce Campbell I'm into. Plus, I did watch that Bruce Campbell Hallmark movie. Not bad. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. You know, for a Hallmark movie. Is his name movie. Devin Sawa? I've been pronouncing it. I've been calling that kid Devon Swa for a long time. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure it's Devin Sawa. Devon I don't know why I'm Swa. calling him kid. I think he's our age. Yeah, he, he might probably even be is. older. He probably is. All right, what's your next bit of horror news? Well, go figure. It involves Bruce Campbell. Hey. 
All right, so he did an interview uh, that you can watch with this German horror website called BlairWitch.de. That's BlairWitch.de. He was talking about the upcoming Evil Dead movie. All right, so we got a new director on it. Uh, It's this guy, Lee Cronin, who directed The Hole in the Ground, and it's called Evil Dead Rise. They're leaving the woods. This one's not in a cabin in the woods. This is actually takes place in L.A., in the city, in an apartment building, but I think they actually shot it in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, and uh, Bruce was saying that this one's dark, man. He says uh, it's dark and serious. Is this and it involves conne- family? Is this connected to the most recent like reboot of The Evil Dead, or is this just a whole other thing? I think the only connection is that it's another another Evil Dead movie, and that you know it involves that book, that Necronomicon, uh, which is. Uh, Bruce was saying in the interview, which is a video interview, it's worth watching just to see Bruce because we love us. We love him. Love Bruce Campbell. Um, But he was saying, yeah, that was really the, there are things that they demand of directors who want to pick up the mantle and do an Evil Dead movie. One, that they be a good director and they like, you know, what they're doing or their idea. And two, it's got to have the book. It's got to have possession. And there was one more thing that I totally blanked on. Possession of what? The book? No, possessions, you know, like people getting possessed. Like they're, like people have to have things. Demons, Alex. Demons. Demons have to have things. I got it. Evil okay. spirits coming in your body, turning you evil. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> and they have, and it's about their things that they have. Yeah. Their this thing's already shot. It's in the can. Uh, in fact, Bruce said he saw uh, the rough cut, at it, uh, rough cut of, of the movie, and he says, man, all the elements are there. It's just... As in any, any movie in this stage, it just needs to be tightened up a little bit. Dark well, and serious. That's Doesn't exciting, get, man. It's not going to have tongue in cheek. But Sam Raimi and Bruce, they both had some uh, some influence on this. So they that's like important. It. I, I mean, those like two got to be connected to it, right? I mean, I would immediately be suspect of it if it wasn't Bruce and Sam having something to do with it. Hell yeah. I'll definitely watch that when it comes out. Looking yeah. forward to that one. They don't know when it's coming out yet, but it's shot. It's maybe, ready to go almost. Maybe we could watch it for the show. We could do a show about it. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. We should start a horror movie review podcast. Let's do that. Watch the movie and talk about it. Will you, if we do that, will you guys listening at home, will you Will you come listen? If we start a horror movie review podcast? They're saying yeah. They're nodding yes. That's Are cool. They? Yeah. Oh they're not. God. I can feel it. You, you can can't feel, feel the that? nods in the ear? I can feel it. I can feel I it. I don't know. They've got 23 shows in the UK that are more popular than ours. <laughs> they could listen to any one of those before they listen to this one. I mean, do you think that Do you think that unsolicited email you got, do you think that works on people? They're like, oh my God, I'm 23rd in the UK? Because, you know, also- uh, uh, Yeah, it, this guy. Did you know? Yeah, you did. You did kind of believe it. But it also, I mean, weren't you immediately like, I mean, I could see how you're like, okay, well, maybe that's not a big thing in the UK and you could be fooled by that. But we were also 125th in the US. Out of the 8 billion movie review podcasts, we were 125 in all of the US. Come it on. has to be true. I mean, why would they send this that email if it wasn't true? Oh, well, you're probably right. That's That seems right to me. So let's get into this movie. Uh, you wanted to talk about the weird things that are going on, and there are plenty of weird things. So much weirdness. A lot of poo-poo. Uh, a lot of scratching on doors, mm-hmm. crawling around during that. Lots Just weird stuff. Lots of elderly nudity. I can see why this movie didn't get picked up by studios immediately. If you explain these scenes to me, I'd be like, well, uh, M. Night, that doesn't sound that scary. Well, especially when immediately it's, a, you know, attributed to sundowning, which is kind of a form of, it's a form of dementia. 
that elderly people have. The original title, like the working title of this was Sundowning. And I even thought that during the movie, I was like, you know, that wouldn't have been a bad title. Sundowning, that would have been okay. Um, and so I guess when you attribute it to that, if you told a movie company that, they'd be like, well, this is just kind of sad. Yeah, it does is- seem kind of sad. It is sad. In fact, I think until the twist, it seems pretty sad because I'm like, is this a horror movie or is this a statement on, you know, dementia and aging and Alzheimer's? There are a lot of scares in it, though. I mean, like, even if this movie was just about, uh, you know, older people suffering from sundowning or whatever. Although, remember, the old man, they didn't say he was, and he had some scary stuff. But, I mean, there were so many scenes where it was like, oh, my God, what's going to jump out? What's going to jump out? What's going to jump out? And then, boom, it jumped out. I mean, like, there was some good stuff in this. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's the, the, the great thing about this movie is it's got the scares. But even when they're not scaring you, they got good enough actors, and it looks beautiful. So you're in it either way. When you're not being scared, you're interested and and then on top of that is creepy as fuck. I love that little boy. I love that actor. He's like he was in uh oh like Alexander's awful no good day or whatever, you know, one of those kid book movies. And I, my family loved that movie when it came out. He's a good little actor. He's funny and I bet he's I bet he's, you know, fun to work with in real life. I thought that about this movie. I was like a lot of these scenes taken out of context, you know, they'd be pretty goofy to see, to, you know, film all the, like you said, all the poop stuff and the old lady crawling around naked and stuff. I bet there were a lot of laughs on set. In fact, uh, M night Shyamalan said he did three cuts of this movie and the first one was too artsy. And the second one came out like a comedy. Really? Yeah. That's what he said. So he had to, you know, do a third cut that kind of split the difference. Cause there were also some funny moments in this, that, that little boy was definitely the comic relief because, you know, he's this little, what, what do you think? He's like 12, 13, yeah, maybe. Yeah, something and, like that. And, he, and he's a rapper. And he has some rapper name. I don't remember what it was. But, uh, I mean, it, there, there was a lot of comedy there, I think. Yeah, those kids were good actors. That's another mm-hmm. great thing about, I mean, casting people like that is because you get so much more invested in the characters when they're well-written and well-acted that, you know, you, you care about everything that's happening to him. You're in it. You're yeah. in it, you know? Yeah. That's a big difference between great movies and just okay movies is is that you're you feel like you're in the movie. You feel like you're with the characters on this journey. I'm gonna shut up now. Plus the great ones. The other big difference, I think, the great ones are better than the the, you know, just mediocre ones. Yeah, great stuff's usually better than yeah. just mediocre stuff. Definitely. Just as a rule. I mean, that's, yeah, that's certainly, that's certainly how I see it. All right, so let's go through this laundry list of weird shit that Grandma and Grandpa do. We've let's got do poopy diapers. He goes exploring the shed. Uh, the the young guy, uh, Tyler's his name. I can't remember his DJ name or his rapper. I his can't, I'm gonna, name, I'll try to find it. Tyler, uh, he keeps seeing Grandpa going out to the shed, and he's just like, pop, 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 and pop, pop, yeah. just kind of ignores him and, acts weird and walks into the shed and so finally he decides to go explore the shed he walks in on the table there's this pile of white stuff you're not sure what it is and as he gets closer it's revealed that they are adult diapers he opens one which is full of poopies uh what else happens grandma on the cross space acting like that girl from the ring galloping as alex said after the kids that's a freaky scene uh and then grandma does other weird stuff like asking the little girl uh becca to crawl into the oven to clean. And she's trying to clean the back of the oven. She's like, go in a little further, a little 
further. You need to really get in there yeah. into the world. Get all Apparently the way they in. have the world's deepest <laughs> oven. Biggest, you know, in my mind, I remembered this as being a big oven, and it really wasn't. Like, on the outside, it just looked like an old oven. I mean, it didn't anything. But, man, that, that teenage girl can get all the way in that oven. Do you think you could crawl in an oven? I mean, not that easily. It would take a... I don't know if that's possible, and I'm pretty sure it would break if I did. That's what I thought. I thought, <laughs> man, that oven door is strong. They don't make them like they used to. I mean, like... My wife gets mad if I set like a pan on it or whatever because it's going to fall down or something. But yeah, it, it'll hold a, a full size teenage girl. Yeah, she crawls in there, is able to get all the way in. And, you know, so you're sitting there as the audience going, like, oh shit, grandma's about to close her in the oven yep. and cook her or turn on the gas, something like that. But no, it's just more of the same in this where like weird shit happens. You're like, oh God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then, you know. It's okay. The yeah, it all it's these moments and I think Emily Shemlon does a good job doing that. It's these moments of everything's fine, things are getting tense, things are getting scary, and then everything's fine. Immediate relief. Like the like the crawl space scene you were talking about. They go under there to play hide and seek. That's where their mom played hide and seek when she was a kid. And it's this fun little time until all of a sudden Grandma is galloping on all fours with her head down behind the little girl, and it's terrifying. And then she pops out, and they all come out of the cross space. Ha ha, we're playing hide and seek. And you as the audience are like, all right, are we being paranoid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or is this, was it just hide and go seek? Uh, What's going on here? Yeah, lots of nudity. keeps you guessing the whole movie. Lots of nudity from the old lady. Uh, she, uh, oh, by the way, his rapper name is T Diamond Stylus. That's right. T Diamond Stylus. I don't know what that means exactly, but, uh, and his raps are, it's, his raps are a lot like a Micah final girl death. (laughs) There are twists and there are turns. You need to leave little breadcrumbs in order to find your way back from the start of his final girl death. But when you get there, it's like, okay, that one's so bad. I couldn't tell if that was a compliment or an insult, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's an insult. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I mean like then the other creepy stuff that you, you know, because the little boy is definitely more paranoid than the little girl is about everything. That's so yeah. weird. And uh, people keep coming to the house when the grandparents aren't there and asking to see the grandparents. Like, oh, you just missed them. You know, they're out somewhere. And all of it seems odd because they mention, they, they drop little hints. They're like, you know, these grandparents, they volunteer as counselors at some like old folks home or whatever, or some psychiatric home or something. Too, yeah, yeah, something like that. And people keep coming by and they're like, hey, they were supposed to show up and they didn't. They never called. And that's weird. And then a lady shows up and she's like, hey, I was, you know, I was a patient at the clinic and and I want to, you know, I wanted to bring this pie or whatever the hell it is to to your grandparents. Are they here? And they're not. And so it's odd, you know, like these grandparents are clearly not doing what they always do you know, before these kids came for their visit. I also thought Mm -hmm. it was a little creepy. Uh, You hinted to it there. uh, They immediately call them uh, Nana and Pop Pop. I mean, why'd they, they they've never met them. Why would that be what they call them? They've never been their grandparents. They just like, you know what? I'm going with Pop Pop. I'll go with Pop Pop. I don't know. Do you have a pop Maybe that's how her mom referred to them. Well, the reason we don't see your Nana and your Pop Pop is because of that day when that thing happened. 
that makes grandma hit herself in the face if you ask her about it. <laughs> oh, God, that was weird. Because, you know, the so for you guys at home, you know, the little girl's doing the documentary. So she'll sit, you know, the grandparents down for interviews and stuff for the documentary. And she's trying to figure out what that bad thing is that happened that her mom won't tell her about. And, yeah, she loses it when she's like, what, what bad happened? And she just starts freaking out. Like yeah. hitting herself in the face and shaking and like her shaking her. Feet. Yeah, it was oh, man. There was I mean, a lot of this movie was creepy. I mean, it like is creepy is the right word. One grandma creepy thing, which was I think the very first night when the daughter looks down the stairs at the stairs and grandma's just walking and yes. vomiting and just keeps on walking. Projectile just, vomiting and just keeps on walking. Yeah, and you know that shouldn't be that shouldn't be scary or creepy. You know, if somebody's down the stairs vomiting, you're like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" But it was creepy as hell. And worth mentioning, because it's found footage, there's no score to this movie. Yeah. There's, there's no music to it. And so, Wait, is that right? Is there not a drop of music in this whole movie? I mean, I'm not going to say that because you know I'm I'm sure remember. I'm wrong. But yeah, there's no score to it. It's all uh. just her. You know, the only music you really have in this is that Wizard of Oz theme. I was actually looking at movies that that don't have scores, and I, and I didn't even remember it not having a score. But No Country for Old Men is that had true? I didn't almost know that. no music, if if any. I, it's been you know a thousand years since I've seen that movie, and I watched it while I cleaned house, so I've never technically seen it. <laughs> You're just like vacuum in your house, dusting in your little French maid outfit while one of the darkest, most dramatic, visceral movies ever made is playing in your living room, just yep. prancing around. Yep, just letting. Oh, let me straighten these magazines. Letting oh, my smooth penis swing. With your smooth Botox penis <laughs> cleaning house while murder is happening on the telly. With no music. <laughs> no music at all. Just the Wizard of Oz theme playing from upstairs. Um, what other weird shit did Grandma do in the visit? I mean, lots of stuff like that. She's always running around. She was she's... scratching the doors one night. Well, Remember yeah. they just hear all that going on and they walk out? She's just scraping at the doors like a wild animal. And, and when Grandma realizes that they see, like when like she'll turn and see them standing in their room watching her, and then she'll like run at the door. It's... It's scary, man. Did and you jump, you know, the night when they leave the camera? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the little brother, Tyler, he wants to leave the camera. And the sister's like, no, that's not how documentaries are done. But then finally, after she is beginning to be convinced like him that grandma and grandpa have something weird going on, something's not right, they leave the camera. <laughs> I can't remember what grandma does before that. She's All I know is she jumps room. up at the camera and I jumped out of my skin at yeah, home. Just like, she, ah! she comes. She like goes off camera for a while, you know where she is, and then she just jumps up right in front of it. But what's funny to me about that is, like, even if I mean, yeah, granted, you know, she's sundowning at the time or whatever, so who knows what goes on. <laughs> but if you jumped up to get the camera, which she obviously knew was there, why did she go raw? You know, like right in the camera? Why would like she a do wild that? animal? <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was uh, an odd direction for her. I mean, when you really think about that scenario, it's like, why did she do that? But then uh, she takes the camera, grabs a knife, all Michael Myers style, and uh, goes up and sets the camera down on the floor, pointing at the kid's room, and then tries to get into the kid's room with this like big butcher knife. And so then, you know, it's scary. They, they see that 
you know, later when they look over their footage, because the grandma puts the camera back, um, I think. And mm-hmm. when they look at the footage, they see that, you know, she was coming to their room with a big knife. And that's when they freak out and say, look, we got to call mom. We got to get the hell out of here. As anyone would in that situation. I don't, I wouldn't have stuck around. I would have been like, listen, pack your bags. We're going to walk down the street. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go stay somewhere else that night. I'm going to be like, Mom, give us your credit card number. We're going to a hotel. I'm not mm-hmm. spending another second here. I mean, I would be running because I'm in mortal danger because a woman with a knife is running around. Yeah. And people are like, oh, they're just sundowning, which, I, I mean, there's a knife involved. I don't care if you're sundowning. I'm yeah. out of here. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, Am I, I going to explain away the knife wounds in my chest? Be like, oh, well, she was just sundowning. Yeah, Maybe that, that was... could be our catch-all excuse for everything whenever we behave badly. Be like, I'm sundowning. <laughs> but you hit me. I'm sundowning. <laughs> but you stole my car. Baby, it's after 630. I'm sundowning. Sundowning, you mentioned Ambien earlier. Sundowning's kind of like Ambien except uh, terrifying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do they do people still take Ambien? Do they still have Ambien? Is that a thing? I don't know. I I was I was dating a girl who took Ambien and I was having trouble sleeping. She's like, "You should try Ambien." And uh you got to go right to sleep or I guess what you're doing is you, you enter a dream state while you're still awake. All I know is that I ended up getting kicked out of my hotel bar cuz I was screaming at people in a Scottish accent <laughs> claiming that I was the host of a show on Food Network and that's why we were stealing food off of strangers plates. I wonder if food as a thing. I used to follow this girl's blog uh and she was a chef. She was like some kind of culinary student. And she started a blog called Cooking on Ambien because she would just wake up in the morning and she would have these bizarre recipes like made that she had no memory of making. And I wanted to interview her one time for an article that I was writing. It was years later and I contacted her and I said, hey, I'm doing an article on Ambien and I'd love to interview you. And she got back to me and she was like, that was a really dark time in my life and uh, I, I don't do that anymore. And I completely off of Ambien and it, it you know, it was a horrible thing. And I was like, that's kind of what the article's about. And she was like, I, yeah, I don't want to be interviewed. I was like, oh, well, okay. I thought, I just thought it was a cute little blog, but yeah, no, kind of scary. No, dark time. All right, dark ambient days. Well, speaking of dark times, you want to get to the second round of Final Girl? Ooh, let's get dark. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's get dark. I love that spooky Final Girl music, by the way. Hey, thanks, man. I did not write it, but I it's it's several things put together to make it spooky. I could listen to that all day just while I'm doing things. Thanks. I like the uh, I love the music that you're putting with uh, it's a song you wrote and did. But it's uh, you used it for the Final Girl animation video or whatever, mm-hmm. and I love that song. Heck yeah, thank you, sir. That's a good one. What's it called? Oh gosh, why is your sweater made of tin? Yes, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All of your songs have such nonsensical titles. I love it. Oh, you know, just just the first thought that enters your head. That's what I go with. Okay, just to recap. In round one, we lost the beautiful Sadie Sanguine. Oh, that was I hated a, to see her go. I did too. I did. I wanted to get to know her better. Rest in peace, sweet, sweet Sadie. All right, let's spin the wheel. Let's see what happens to this crew here. <laughs> That's you or the wheel. <laughs> Okay, all right. Final one, 
don't do that. Here we go. First up, Raquel Hawkins. Oh, all right, Raquel, you made it. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Raquel, we're all gonna roofie ourselves and jump off the docks, shout Devin and Kurt as they take off their socks. You should come join us, it's gonna be fun. Instead, you grab your backpack and squeak, I gotta run. Good you job. survive. You survive. All right. Don't take those roofies. Nope. Or your socks off. I don't know why kids want to roofie themselves anyway. Can't imagine. Okay, next up. Vanessa Valentine. While you were up in your room, ridding your navel of lint, you hear a scratching sound coming from your basement. Your curiosity is piqued and you want to go explore. But today's a lazy day, so you finger your belly some more. You survive. <laughs> Hey, sometimes it pays to be lazy. Good so, job, Vanessa. So. You just hang up in your bedroom, hang out in your bedroom, and finger your navel. Okay. It's hard, it's hard for me not to laugh when I hear you snickering. Well, it's hard not to snicker. <laughs> All right, who's up next? Phoebe Lynn. Hey. All right, Phoebe. You're on the bus for a field trip when someone yells, Who farted? Ralphie, your boyfriend, tries to finger you, but you tell him your period started. <laughs> you survived. Well done. Okay. I mean, well done. I mean, so... Okay, just go on. Let's just move on. Do you have a question? No, I don't. Do I, have do, a question I do not. I do not have a question. Nope. Don't have a question. Let's go. <laughs> All right, finally, last up, we got Miss Taylor, Miss Jenny Taylor. Okay, Jenny. It's your last night at Mardi Gras, and everyone's having a blast. Lenny and Byron cry, let's have a threesome, but you think you should pass. Then one last shot of tequila loosens you up, so you give them both some ass. After your first menage a trois, you're bathing in the afterglow when in walks a deranged killer who opens your face like a book with a garden hoe. Ow, that one was busy. That one was tough, and, and hence that trail of breadcrumbs we have to leave to find our way back. Uh, so we, we had some friends at Mardi Gras, Lenny and Byron and Jenny Taylor. They're trying to have a threesome. She's not into it, but then, well, first mistake, she drank some tequila. Yeah. Has nice. a threesome. Lay in there when in walks this guy and he just splits her face open like a book with his garden hoe, Alex. A garden hoe. I mean, that's <laughs> there was a lot going on there, man. I think I spotted one-eyed Willie's gold on the way through that one. <laughs> Has there been a scary movie where the killer used a garden hoe? Surely, right? I mean, I can't I'm, name one, but surely. There's gotta be. That seems like something the stepfather would have used. All right, so there's round two of Final Girl. Rest in peace, Sadie. Rest in peace, Jenny Taylor. Two. And as always, come back and play again. Please do, please do. And there's two more rounds, so two more rounds uh, worth of killing or not killing, really. That's what you want. You want the not killing uh, if you're in the game. I guess the rest of us are looking forward to these uh, bizarre deaths, Garden Hill-related deaths. We should do one... Final girl, where it's just all garden hoe deaths. 
See how many Everyone dies via garden hoe. Via garden hoe, yeah. All right, so uh, when we return, we'll talk about what we're into. We will uh, get close to wrapping up the visit and maybe take a viewer voicemail, huh? Sound good? All right. <laughs> there it is. All right, we'll be right back. When you go to bed at night, don't dare fall asleep. Something in there's watching you. Try not to make a peep. Your eyes are getting heavier. Your heart is full of fear. Something's breathing heavily, but it's not your breath you hear. Lie awake and stay alert, you'll make it through somehow. But your eyes close, the breathing grows, your death is closer now. Is your child having trouble falling asleep at night? You're not alone. Those little devils just want to play and play. Silly bastards. Oh, there's a monster under my bed. The tree outside the window looks like a ghost. The man in my closet told me not to say a word or he'd slit my little throat. Blah, blah, blah. Sure he did, Ransom. That's why we invented our patented sleepy night-night hush-now chamomile tea. Tastes like shit, but knocks the little ones out cold for the most restful night of sleep you've ever had. Sleep. Night-night hush-now chamomile tea for kids. Welcome back to Slasher. I gobbly gooer. I'm your host, Alex, joined with Micah. Did you say a slasher? I gobbly gooer. <laughs> yeah, but then I get, I then I shut up once I introduced you, so you would talk because you took such offense in the last break. <laughs> slasher, I gobbly gooer. <laughs> We really should take more liberties with the name. Yeah, why not? We don't want people to, we don't, we don't want name recognition with this show we're putting together each week. Welcome to Slasher Agablity Geary with Macker and Alums. Yeah, here we are. Welcome to another episode. So we're talking about today. We're visit. talking about M. Newt Shimalooms, <laughs> the Versert. Man, my wife had a good observation about M. Night Shyamalan last night. I wish she would walk down the stairs and tell it to me. I, I don't remember. It was something good. Damn. I, I'm going to cut this out of the podcast. But Well, you get points for remembering that it was something good, even though you don't good. remember it. I just, uh, I just don't remember what it was. I wish she would walk by so I, I could ask her. I don't remember what it was. It was a good idea for an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. But you love your wife for her mind in theory. You know, you just can't prove it. Right. Sure. No, I have no evidence that uh, from anything she I've done. She says so many smart things and makes so many keen observations. Yeah. Well, tell us about one, Alex. Uh, no really yeah. good ones though yeah, just, just really just good ones good ones uh well speaking of uh my wife let's talk about what else we're into what are you into 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 what are you into what's all this screaming about <laughs> uh yeah 
Huh? There, yeah, no, there's. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Uh, you say it. I'm well, you well, know, you what know. What you're into is your wife. Is that what right. you were getting at? That that's, your wife is what you're into. That's right. And I didn't mean anything sexual that's by it. That's not what I'm uh, into. It's, Ed, thank you. I don't know I how else that. I could have taken it. I, well, I very sweetly. Uh, this is, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. And in like a couple of days. What's today's day? Today's the 28th. So yeah, in two days, my wife and I will be have been married nine years, and we celebrated nine it. Yeah, years? we celebrated our anniversary a couple of days ago because it was on the weekend, and uh, yeah. So that's what else I'm into this week is my beautiful, lovely, amazing wife. Happy anniversary, buddy! I can't believe it's been nine years. I know, man. Remember, I, I, we had, you know, I was engaged, and I was super excited. Uh, you know, about getting married in April. And then I just called you up one time in November and said, you know what? We can't stand and not be married anymore. So we're going to run down to the courthouse and just get married so we can do it. We still had that April wedding. And I was like, don't come. It's just, you know, we're just going to do it spur of the moment. No pressure. And you came anyway. Yeah, I did. And then you guys did that night. Mm. (laughs) Well, at least you. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you. That means next year you're going to be able to celebrate a decade. That's got to make you feel old. Uh, it doesn't make me feel old, but I'm sure it makes my wife question her decisions in life. Absolutely. <clears throat> I question her decisions in life. I mean, I, I'll be your friend, but there's no way I would marry you. No, you don't, you don't think so? What I, I'm, who am I? Who, who are we kidding, man? If I swung that way, you know I'd snatch yeah, you up just like right. that. Yeah, all right. That's what I want to hear. I'd carry you across the threshold in my arms. So other than me, then, what else you Pull into? back that veil. No, don't. Give I don't. some smoochies. Take a look at my incredibly smooth penis. <laughs> Hell, I've had to pay for the Botox, so of course I'm going to look at my it. My untextured penis. <laughs> With that tight, expressionless pee hole. <laughs> it used to speak to me. Now it's just dead. Uh, dead behind the pee hole eye. Just a beautiful gradient of tan to tanner. <laughs> so many colors in such a small space. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, what else are you into? Let's, let's other okay. than this. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should riff on your Botox <laughs> nah, dick a little longer. <laughs> we probably shouldn't. I don't think anybody at home wants to hear that. Uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, Jeff Lemire, he's a Canadian writer. Um, I've been reading his stuff for a while. He does a lot of great comic books. He did uh, Sweet Tooth, which they turned into a Netflix show. Yep. Um, he, he's done a bunch of stuff. He's written some of the big names, you know, the superheroes and stuff that you know but then he's written a lot of his own his own books and i had never read one of his earliest one which is essex county um it's a giant volume of three uh, of a trilogy that he wrote about this uh fictional place called essex county which i think is based on ontario ontario county where he grew up in canada so started reading that it's a beautiful book i love jeff lemire lemire I guess that's how you say it. So started that one. Looking forward to that. What else am I into these days? Huh. Do Alex, you, you got one? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, listening to some raps by a, a guy, young, up-and-coming named T-Diamond Stylus. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty good. I mean, most of them are about uh, tall girls. 
And uh, I'm, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe T Diamond's stylist is short. I, I'm not sure. But yeah, most of his raps about tall girls and often end with a curse word. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Often end with ho. Yeah, ho. Yeah. It's, you know what else uh, I loved about his, uh, that kid made me laugh, his cursing thing where he says he's going to start saying uh, female celebrities instead of a swear word. Yeah. That made me laugh. Female pop times. stars. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although he did, I think he at one point he said Sarah McLaughlin, and I wouldn't consider her a pop star. What would you consider Sarah McLaughlin? I don't know. She sings that horrible song they use in the, you know, animal videos, the Humane Society videos. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know if we're allowed. Are we allowed to sing other people's songs? How does that work? Yeah. (laughs) Please go ahead. Fell away from here. And a doggy with a bandage who's missing his left ear. Yeah. I, I Why think you... are all the dogs wet? Why do they look sad? <laughs> Why are all the dogs wet? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they all look wet and sad and mangy? Some are missing eyes. Yeah. Oh, this is a sad girl. I can say, honestly say this is the most I've ever laughed at that. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, it's not yeah. a funny commercial. Not. not I don't no. think it's. It's not built for humor. We're only <laughs> laughing so we don't cry. So we can get right in. We've discussed most of this movie, and that because you know what we ran into with the last one, there's not a lot to discuss because it's found footage. I mean, there's the weird things. There's the kids being uh, creeped out by it. But uh, this is you know we we got to this point in the last break where you know they're gonna get the hell out of there. They're scared. Things are wrong. They, they get in touch with the mom. She's back from her cruise. They're doing a little video chat. And uh, they're like, you know, mom, you got to get us. They're crazy. And her mom's just like, ah, oh, you know, they're, they're just old people. You, you know, old people do weird things. It's just part of getting old. It's a natural process. And she's like, what are they doing right now? And she's like, ah, oh, they're, you know, they're outside uh, talking to somebody or they're outside by the chicken coop or whatever. And so they raise up the, the, the computer to show their mom, her parents. And she immediately goes, you have to get out of there right now. That's not your grandparents. Yeah, dude. I got, goose, I got goosebumps just oh. explaining that. Oh buddy. I got goosebumps big time. I was sitting next to my better half and I was like, Oh no. Yeah. I literally have goosebumps right now. Yeah, that got and, me. That was I mean, a good one. What a good reveal! I mean, maybe not the best M Night Shyamalan twist or whatever. I mean, sure. it's, it's not like they were like, "Oh, your grandparents have been dead the whole time," but uh, it was. I mean, I didn't remember that. I did no. not. I did not remember that, and it was like, "Oh shit, these old they, people uh, are not uh, their grandparents," and they've been with them a week now almost. And they throw you off because of the stories they're explaining about this pond and this creature. And it's the white thing with yellow eyes. And I'm like, is this going to be invasion of the body snatchers? Yeah. Did are grandma and grandpa now aliens? What What's going on here? So he does a good job of throwing you off so that you don't see that twist exactly as it is coming. And it fucking gives you literal goosebumps. It did, man. It did. It absolutely did. And we did skim over that drug addict that came back to, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. give them the food or whatever. And they weren't there. The kids later see that drug addict woman. She's a recovered drug addict, I guess. Real pretty lady. And she's out there in front, and she's having an argument with the old people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can assume now that argument was, what have you done with the real people? 
you're not the real people. And I, I mean, I guess we're here. We find out that the old people are actually, you know, they've, they've said from the start, don't go in the basement. There's mold in the basement. And they're playing Yahtzee with the grandparents trying to kind of, you know, appease them, uh, placate them while, you know, they wait for the police to arrive. Cause the mom's like, you know, I'm going to call the cops. I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> did you, did you catch the message? Cause she doesn't get through to the cops. She gets an answering machine. Did you catch that message? Oh, it was like, I can't remember exactly what they said. He's out somewhere. He'll be back. Yeah. It was like officer Gary can't come to the phone. So there's like, you know, one cop in this tiny shitty town. And it's like officer Bert or something can't come to the phone. I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but and that so, drug addict that was arguing with him, we see her for, you know, a split second later in the movie. Yes, we do. Hanging from a yeah. fucking tree. Hanging from her neck. Yeah. From a noose. So they've strung her up in the back. And does the little the little boy sees that, right? I think it's the little boy, yeah. I think it's the little boy who sees that. Uh, she, the kid, the girl, is like, hey, you keep playing Yahtzee. I got to go get another battery for my camera. But really, she goes down to the basement because she thinks she's going to find something there. And she does. Her fucking grandparents. They're dead. Her fucking grandparents. And then in the pile of trash that they've stuck these grandparents in, there's also uh, like hospital patient uniforms uh, from the psychiatric hospital. So you know these are two old crazy people. I, man, I love how M. Night plays on our own, like the viewer's own gullibility as well, in that you just take these to be the grandparents from the beginning yep. even though they've set it up they've said you know they've never seen them they've never met them they don't know what they look like yep and but we just we're like oh never occurred to me never yeah. occurred to me that it wasn't them because they were like you said telling those weird stories oh i i see this creature outside with the yellow eyes and then the grandma tells the weird story about the aliens at the bottom of a lake or the pond or whatever that you know have invisible antennas and it's like oh these are they're just old crazy people you know like you don't and, and then you think oh well it is an m night movie is this going to uh, be like is this going to be a creature or something that is yeah, making them yeah. crazy and then you just find out nope they were old people they were patients at the psychiatric unit they uh, murdered these two kindly old people that volunteered there and took over their lives and, and did they have children their own children did she drown her children in a pond yes. because she thought that they were aliens down there and they could sleep? Yes. I don't think the man and woman, the patients were actually married because he says something about, you know, how upset the old lady's always been about having killed her own kids and she put them at the bottom of a pond or whatever. And she tells a good story. I <laughs> mean, separate from this movie that's going on, when she's sitting in front of the camera for the little girl's documentary and talking about these these aliens in this pond i'm on pin I'm, i mean i'm a, i'm on the edge of my seat like what tell me more about the fucking white creature with yellow eyes what is this shit is this real yeah it was yeah it was and it seemed like it was nonsense like it seemed like it was oh this is a throwaway thing but it actually mm. did have something to do i didn't really understand the creature with the yellow eyes thing i'm not sure how that played in but other stuff like you said, played in. Like now we know he had jaundice. Oh, okay. Now we know why when people came to the house that the grandparents were always gone. It's like, oh no, they just stepped out. It was because had anybody seen them, they'd realize they weren't the people that lived there. And that mm -hmm. explains the argument. It mm -hmm. explains all this little stuff that had happened, you know, prior that didn't seem like it made any sense. I'll tell you the one thing though that I'm not 
maybe I missed it and maybe you can explain it to me. Uh, at some point, the, you know, the little girl's always on her computer cause she's editing. It also just, you know, complete side note. It looked like she was editing on Apple software, but she did not have an Apple computer. She had a PC. So I thought that was hmm. an odd choice to make, but, um, the, she's always, her computer's really super important to her, obviously. And then one morning the grandma's like, Oh, by the way, something happened to your computer. And it, you know, the camera, you know, it, something got on it, gravy got on it or whatever. And I tried cleaning it and she cleaned it with oven cleaner and it ruined the camera. So did the grandma have the forethought to think, Oh, I'll ruin the camera. So the mom doesn't ever have the opportunity to see us. Is that what that was? I'm assuming she did it on purpose so nobody could see. That was just my assumption. I mean, it uh, just didn't seem like it mattered to me because the grandparents were never in the room when the little girl was talking to the mom. So it didn't occur to me. But now that I'm saying it out loud, of course, I guess she did it so the mom would never be able to see them. Yeah. Huh. So they're crazy and they're really weird at night, but they also, you know, they yeah. figured out how to keep this a secret they for had a the minute. Forethought to do this. And so, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's where we are at this point. I think it's time for another round of final girl. All right, let's do it. F -f -f final girl. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, you had to do that, didn't you? Wow. Well, I don't I don't have the soundboard hooked up anymore, so Hey, what? Did our budget go down? Dude, why, are, why don't we have more money? This, We're the 24th most popular actually show actually losing this money at this point. You would think. Can you, some of our, you know, Well, it's cuz all that the, the gambling. Send us some quids. Uh the re, the show should be making money hand over fist, mm -hmm. but you've mm -hmm. got a gambling problem. You keep whining and dying and all the big execs you, taking people out. You promised me you would not mention that. Alex, you promised me we would not mention that on mic. The first step is to stop denying acceptance. Accept that you have a problem. You are spending every penny that Slasher I hardly know or makes us on prostitutes, on gambling, on whining and dining celebrities. Really, I don't have the gambling problem. It's the prostitutes. I'm paying for their gambling addictions. Hey, speaking of gambling, let's gamble with some people's lives. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, just one episode. I want to hear that wheel just like beautifully spinning. Oh, man. All right. So Final Girl, if you're uninitiated, is a little game we play where people submit their names on Instagram. You come up with a great name for a character and you submit that name. We pick five players and... We spin the wheel of fate, the great wheel of death, which never plays favorites, and we see who lives and dies. If you have drugs, you might die. If you have drugs, if you have sex, you might die. If you take, fuck, I can't talk. Take drugs, you might die. If you have sex, you're gonna die. If you wander off and do something silly, you're probably gonna die. Don't go in a basement. Don't go in an alleyway. Don't go up to an attic. Don't wander off by yourself. And don't say I'll be back or we'll be right back because I like. So far, I've survived, but I'm not actually in the game, and I say it every break. Yeah, yeah. You might not survive, though. Yeah. You're gonna die. Yeah, and if you are forced to do dishes, you might dry. All right. <laughs> I'm just making fun two. of you because you said dry one, so uh, go on. Uh, Sadie Sanguine, we lost in the yeah, first round. Yeah, a sad one. 
Round two, we lost the lovely genitalia. Another sad one in a great sentence. Lovely genit... Genitalia? What was it? Jenny. Jenny Taylor. Gotcha, okay. All right, here we go. Vanessa Valentine. Uh Uh-oh. Brian says, hey... Let's all head over to Waltz. I hear he got his mitts on some wicked bath salts. We can smoke them and snort them right up our snoot. But you storm off indignantly like a grumpy old coot. Vanessa, you survived. <laughs> oh, you smart. You did not do drugs with the Irish Grinch. Ah, uh, well played. Well played, Vanessa. Up next, we have Raquel Hawkins. Raquel. The girls are skipping church to go smoke a joint, but you head to the chapel because drugs. Ew, what's the point? You survived. <laughs> that was so short and still had our our uh, valley girl. It's the only girl voice I know how to do. It clearly is truly the only girl voice you know how to do. I love it. It's great. And finally, Phoebe. Oh, no, not Phoebe. Phoebe Lynn, let's find out what happens. Phoebe, everyone's running to the swimming hole, but you forgot your fishing pole. You walk back to the cabin all alone. Hey, can we do something about that dog, Vivian? (laughs) I hear a dog in the background. Vivian, you're not supposed to let dogs into the very expensive... Slasher, I hardly know her studios. Well, it's because we have that hole in the door we haven't fixed, and dogs keep wandering in. Hey, you're the one who said we'd get a great deal on a studio if we got one next to the veterinarian's office. Yeah. I said the walls are too thin. You said it wouldn't be a problem, and here we are. Well, but now because of all my gambling whores, we can't afford <laughs> to fix the door, and sometimes they wander in. <laughs> All right, Phoebe, where were we? Phoebe Lynn, everyone's running to the swimming hole, but you forgot your fishing pole. You walk back to the cabin all alone, where a masked man fists you and rips out your (laughs) tailbone. Wow. You really sold that one, man. Yeah, you you really got me. What a way to go. Poor Phoebe. We love you, Phoebe Lynn, but man, man, a masked man fists you and rips out your tailbone. Good Lord. In through the front. Pulls out the back. You don't have a coccyx anymore. That's like a hatchet death there. That's that is totally a hatchet death. They're going to steal that if it's not. Whoo, what a way to go. That reminds me, I finally got around to watching Holliston per your glowing recommendation. Ah, yeah, what'd you think? I only saw the, the first episode of the first season. Dude, it reminds me so much of uh, shows on the Disney Channel. Yeah, that's if what... If they were filthy, it's kind of like... <clears throat> The Disney Channel programming meets uh, early Kevin Smith. That is exactly my wife. Gore. My wife says that it's like the horror version of iCarly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it kind of is because, you know, they have a TV show. But you got to go further than episode one. You can't judge anything on its first episode. But I'm not saying that it gets any less ridiculous. It's purposely ridiculous. I love that show, man. I've I've taken a break from it. You know, they only did a couple seasons, so... Uh, you know, I watched both seasons straight through a couple of three times probably. And, and I'll often still, you know, put one on, uh, when I'm doing late night podcast editing, when I finish the podcast, I'll pop on Holliston, but it's been, you know, several weeks since I've watched it. I gotta like, let it come back around. 
I don't know how long it's been since you saw season one, episode one, but my favorite parts were the parts where the, the flashbacks that Adam's having and he's looking at himself in the mirror, like cutting his own chest. He's like, you're, you're yeah. not good at sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. That show is ridiculous and so funny. I also follow the, the female lead, the, the blonde on that show on Twitter. And she's like, you know, a super famous country star. She like she her main gig is singing now. Yeehaw! Yeah, yeehaw, motherfucker! Super famous country star. I, that wouldn't help me. I I only know like super duper famous country star. Yeah, if there's not like a duper Dolly in Parton. there, you probably don't know him. I know uh, that about you. Her name's you. Dolly Parton. I know her. Yeah, and Heard of Dolly Parton. Is that it? Carrie what, Underwood. What about Reba? Oh yeah, I know old Reba McIntyre. Yeah, I've heard of her. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I actually just watched a lifetime movie christmas movie with reba in it and she's had some work done and no kidding she not only looks younger than she did 20 years ago but her skin is so like taut and smooth it looks that just it reminds like you of it looks your penis? just like my penis <laughs> reba Mag- so if, for all you listeners at home if you're if you're sitting there going well now i've got to see his penis just watch that most recent lifetime movie with reba mcintyre <laughs> We love you, Reba, wherever you are. Actually, it's all good I fun. do love Reba McIntyre. I absolutely love her. All right. Oh, I was so happy when she showed up in the Little Rascals movie when I was a kid. I was like, really? hey, Reba's here. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Reba. And I loved that show, Reba. I thought it was pretty funny. My wife got me into that after we first started dating. Okay, yeah, so you do. You like Hallmark movies. You like yep. Lifetime movies. You like Reba McIntyre yeah. TV shows. And I more, don't know if I can do a show with you anymore. There are so many facets to Alex. So many sides to this. It's a 20-sided die with 20 more sides. So there's 40 sides to Alex. Yeah, inside the donut hole, yeah. there's, another <laughs> there's another hole inside the hole. Uh, wow. Hey, what they're a, making a second one of those. Oh, right? hell yeah. Hell. Keep, keep pumping out Knives Out movies. If they're as good as that first one, yep. holy shit, that movie was what? good. Daniel Craig will be reprising that same role. Dude, Daniel Craig's so good. And you know what? Not my favorite Bond by any means, but he's great in that movie. I mean, not that he's not great in other things, but in that movie, yeah. it, it's just phenomenal. If you haven't seen I've liked him on other it. shit. I've liked him okay in the Bond movies, but he, yeah, he won my heart with Knives Out. That's Absolutely. the first time Everybody's I was like, I think I love Daniel Craig. Everybody's good. And you know what? My wife didn't like Daniel Craig until that movie. That's one of her favorite movies. She loves Knives Out. Damn good movie. God, this show ought to be called Alex's Wife. I talk about her a lot. I'm just trying to prove to you guys that somebody else besides Micah can stand me. Uh, now i got to start talking about my uh, better half now. You do, uh, all the time. You, yeah. and they're, they're big parts of our lives. So but you go all big and glowy. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, my beautiful, amazing my, this and yeah, that. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm honest. You know, I'm just honest, man. I'm just, just honest. Uh, you know, she, is, she is amazing. She's really, really cool. She has, like, decorated the entire house for Christmas while I sat down here and did a horror movie podcast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a winter wonderland when I get up there. It's going to be gorgeous. Two contestants left in the Final Girl Challenge. One Final Girl Challenge round still ahead. And, of course, we have to get to our listener voicemail. I want to say email and I want to say viewer. Neither of those things are what it is. We'll get all that uh, coming up after the break.
But there's no food. Oh, whatever will I eat? Try crunchy little bits, dehydrated human chips. Crunchy little bits of human flesh. Hell yeah. Crunchy little bits, yeah, they're the best. Oh, titties, man. You can crunch on a human toe. Crunchy little bits for the zombie on the go. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Slasher I Hardly Know Her. Uh, we are talking about 2015's The Visit. We're just about talking to it. We're about done talking about it. That's what I meant to say. Now, all the cheers from the other side of the uh, room here are just really starting to mess with my head. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, we've almost... Please, please, quiet down. Somebody, I thought it would help. Somebody you know, like child. Give some energy to the show if somebody was wooing in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying yet. I'm not saying it didn't give it energy. I'm just saying it's really fucking with my head, really getting in there. Uh, You're in my right. head now, and I don't like it. I don't like in it. In your head, yeah. Like M. Schneidschnamalan got in your head with the visit and gave you bumps of the goose persuasion. Bumps of the goose persuasion. That's what we should have named this show. Else, do you call it, okay? You, you and I say goosebumps. Some people call them goose pimples. I hate goose pimples. I think that's a stupid term. Goose pimples. Goose, goose flesh. I hate them. Goose flesh. I like. That's like an old English lady thing to say. Oh, I got the goose flesh. Gross. Yeah. Sounds like something you need to have removed. You got to get that looked at. Absolutely. Yeah. Get a paper towel, wipe it down, and call the doctor. So you were doing stuff and talking about the M. Night Shyamalan's, uh, the the visit before I started wooing and interrupting you. Yeah, we well, did, you know, I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> I talk, you We talk got over through me. a bunch of crazy stuff. We haven't gotten to the very end yet. Yeah, I don't really understand the end. I think it should have been cut out of the movie. It gets exciting. Well, we, I mean, we I, find out that Grandma and Grandpa aren't grandma and grandpa they've killed their grandparents yes one of the friends who brought i don't know a casserole or a pie or something over she is now hanging from a tree in the yard yep the kids know okay this isn't our grandparents we got to protect ourselves this is fucked up i I don't remember how exactly they get oh it's game night that's right yeah gets all creepy what what are they gonna play yahtzee yeah they're playing yahtzee the grandpa's real competitive about it he says he's a Yahtzee master, and then Grandma's like, it takes 10 years <laughs> yeah, to become I love a- that that's her answer immediately. She's like, you're not a Yahtzee master. That takes 10 years. Uh, that couldn't have been a more perfect line. I'm just like, yeah. I hope she improv that. That was a great line. It was a hilarious line. That was a good line. It's just, at this point, they're not trying to hide the weird Grandma and Grandpa are going full crazy. Uh, and then I can't remember why, but the daughter ends up, does she get sent upstairs? She does something, and Grandpa or Grandma makes her go upstairs, and the little brother stays downstairs. No, she fakes like she's going to run upstairs for something. She's like, Bro, we just talked about playing. all of this in the last segment. The Yahtzee part? Yes, and she goes down in the basement and finds her grandparents dead and the hospital uniforms, the psychiatric right. uniforms. But what I'm talking about is the climax where she goes upstairs, Grandma ends up coming upstairs after her. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It goes crazy. She breaks her head on the mirror. Little girl grabs a piece of the mirror. Well, I'll tell you what it is. 
the grandpa, that's what it is. The grandpa takes her upstairs and locks her in the room. And that's then, right. And then we realize the grandma's in the room with her. Oh, it's because it's a completely dark room. Doing more weird shit crawling around on the floor. Yeah. And I guess she gets under the bed or behind the bed, and yes. the little girl's on the bed. The hands reach up or grabbing the comforter and start pulling it. And yeah, then grandpa, I mean, grandma just, just attacks. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. You know, the little girl was not on the bed. And then when the grandmother goes under the bed, the little girl gets on the bed. If something crawled under your bed, would you jump up on the bed? I don't think so. I think you'd be like, stay away from the bed. She's under there. We know where she is. But she jumps up on it, and it makes for another creepy scene because, like you said, her hands just start grabbing up at the comforter from under the bed. Yeah, that was creepy. Completely dark room. All we can see is what the camera light is shining on. Yeah, and then the girl walks up to the mirror, so you see Grandma over the girl's shoulder in the reflection comes up behind her and that's when grandma goes ballistic grabs a little girl's head and starts banging it against the fucking mirror yeah cracks the mirror girl has the you know forethought to, to survival instincts to grab a piece of mirror they end up wrestling the grandma's on top and uh the little girl finally just fucking just stabs grandma over and over again and i guess we assume grandma's dead yeah and the thing that i took away from that was how much blood went into the girl's mouth it was like Nana's oh, blood. It was it was awful. And meanwhile, downstairs, the grandpa is with the little boy who is petrified and unable to move. And uh, what we haven't mentioned in this podcast is the little boy has a he's a bit of a germaphobe. And, oh yeah, that's right, that's and, right. He's using like Kleenex yeah. every time he grabs a door. Yeah. And the grandpa's doing something at the end of at the countertop, and you can't really under, you can't really see what he's doing. And then he whips it out, and you realize he was taking his diaper off. Because during Yahtzee, remember, he has like he like shits his pants, like you hear it, and yeah. he's like, oh, "Yeah, I, I got to go somewhere or whatever." But I guess he didn't <laughs> take it out, and uh, so he walks. I mean, and this is, I mean, in such an M Night Shyamalan fashion, you didn't expect this, and you kind of expected it, and you know, I don't know. But he walks up to the kid, and he's just having this conversation, and then he says. Uh, you have a thing about germs, don't you? And immediately puts the diaper in the kid's face, like like a, like old school, like a clown putting a pie in your face. Yeah, with the diaper. The, it. Oh, God, it's awful. Yeah, that might have been the scariest nasty. part of the movie. It was terrible. Oh, that poor kid. Yeah, but uh, he starts the grandpa. Like you know, he's gonna kill a little boy. I guess I don't know. But then the the daughter the sister comes down and she attacks the grandfather and tells the little boy to run. Uh, but he doesn't. Oh Instead, no. <laughs> he, he snaps cause you know, he had this germaphobe thing. He's now got, you know, crap all over his face, literally. And he snaps and like hits the, the grandpa like a, like a football player, you know, like a linebacker uh-huh. knocks him down and just starts beating the hell out of his head with what the refrigerator door or something oh yeah he's just slamming it over and over again in the door while he's having some fucking mm-hmm. flashback to uh, the practice or game he talked about earlier yeah he's screaming stuff that yeah. like coaches were yelling at him and just slamming oh god it's great yeah it's absolutely fantastic and then they make it out of the house right at the time that of course like in all movies the cops are showing up the mom is there and uh you think the movie's over but it's not 
And that's now we're to the part of the movie that I would cut out, right? Oh, it should have been over right there. That was a perfect movie. Yeah. If you ended it with them reuniting, that creepy music playing, and them all kind of doing like the huddle together and the flash of the yeah. police lights. Roll credits. Yeah, roll I credits I love there. the visit. Instead, they go to black, they come out of black, and they're doing the interview with the mom. And, you know, the little girl's interviewing the mom. And the mom talks about what that bad thing was that happened 19 years ago. And it was basically when she left, she hit her mom, and then her dad hit her. And that, and that was it. Not that that's a good thing, but, I mean, that was the horrible thing. And so you, I guess you wanted it to be worse than that, you know, because it was such a big thing of the movie. The kid was going to find out what had happened. She was going to ask the grandparents and never could find out. Um, and so... Then we, you know, the dad wasn't in the picture, not because he died. The dad just went off with some younger woman in California. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's what happened to the dad and he left them and never came back. And then they kind of like end on a picture of the dad and, you know, it was yeah, just like video of old memories. Yeah. And I didn't the sentiment is let go of anger and what, yeah. learn to love your dad who abandoned you. I yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand that. I, I, I didn't think that, I mean, I guess it's important to the girls movie. But and she's the one who made ours. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird. But so, uh, you know, if you, if, you know, if someone was asking you, do you recommend the movie? Do you recommend it? I'm asking oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's absolutely terrific. It should have ended uh, at the scene of the crime after it all happened. You know, hey, M. Night, you just got to like George Costanza. When people are laughing or when they're scared, just go ahead and run out of the room. The movie's yeah, over. Yeah, go out on a high note, man. That, that's the way to go. Uh, so how many like fuzzy, goopy, Lincoln Log-filled diapers <laughs> would you give this out of 10? I was going to do the same thing. Hmm. I was going to do poopy pop-pop yeah. diapers. Yeah, okay. How many poopy pop-pop diapers would you give this one? Uh, ooh, man, this is good. This is up there. Uh, I really like this one. I'm glad you picked it, in fact, because I forgot how much I liked yeah, it. Uh, I think I liked it better this time around. Um, how many poopy pop pop diapers would I give this? <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna give it eight out of ten. Man. Hey, it's up there. That's uh, that might be your highest rating next to uh, what was the uh, you gave something a ten, didn't you? Trick or treat, trick or treat. Yeah, and you probably gave Club Dread a pretty high rating. Yeah, it was up there. It might have been an eight or a nine. It was I don't up there. remember. Probably I'll, a nine. I'll give this a seven and a half. I don't want to go full eight because, you know, I, I know we're going to do some true art uh, at some point that, that really deserves some high scores. I'll give it a 7.5. It's a solid watch. There are a couple of mistakes in it where I was like, ah, you didn't really need this. You didn't really need that. But overall, man, it holds the tension. You're tense the entire time. And then... It, it was that's not true it's kind of a roller coaster of oh everything's okay oh everything's tense oh everything's okay is it me is it you know really happening is it really scary mm -hmm. so i mean that was you know i i like a movie like that and you know props to m night for doing it and putting his i guess putting his house up to do it and making a bunch of money on it so good for him uh yeah seven out of five poopy pop pop diapers Wait, seven out of five? Poopy I mean, pop, se pop diapers? Seven point I thought you gave it seven and a half out I'm of ten. Are you sundowning? 7.5 poopy pop pop diapers. 
We're we're recording this one a little late in the day. It folks, is. The Alex sun is started. going down. We need to get this thing done. Uh, so let's talk about uh, this uh, viewer voicemail we got. If you guys at home didn't realize, Micah popped us open a number, which, by the way, I looked at Google Voice. You can pick numbers. Yeah, you can pick the numbers. So you need to find us something that spells something. But for the meantime... I was way... I mean, I looked through things and I couldn't find anything that was easy to, to spell anything. So I was like, well, I'll just grab this one. Yeah. It's, oh, these God, numbers we, are easier yeah. to remember. Oh, I thought you were going to do your song. Oh, well, I'd be happy to if you if you really want me to. Yeah, give us a rendition. Hold on. I don't remember, don't remember oh, the number. I got it right I guess here. your song's not Hang that on. catchy. I have it... Si- I don't want to say the wrong numbers, so I'm not even going to tease any silliness with okay. wrong numbers. Okay. So let me open the contacts. Oh, my God. Very intelligent phone. And S for a slasher. Oh, this is riveting stuff. <laughs> Almost there, folks. Oh, Here we yeah. go. Okay. Well, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, all you got to do is dial... Three two three six one two eight seven seven one. What's that? Three two three six one two eight seven seven one. And he'll clean your carpets. That's it's also a side business that we use that number four. Uh, so we have gotten a viewer voicemail uh, plea or a listener voicemail. Please, uh, if you if you got a question or you know something we can answer on the show or just wanted to leave a comment uh, for the show. Uh, we don't have an 800 number, but hopefully your cell phone plan will cover that. And uh, you can dial, what was the number? Oh, well, all you got to do is dial 323-612-8771. And leave us a voicemail like this guy did. Do you know who should really be on the show? That guy, where's the horror section? Yep. Okay. All right. So we know this guy, where's the horror section? In fact... Whereas the horror section died in round two, he presented us with the name Jenny Taylor. I figured oh, that was him. He always, poor he always has a good one. Yep. So, uh, well, guess what? This dude is actually coming on the show. Hey! He's going to be on our next episode. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to get to have uh, our very first guest that is a listener as well. We're excited to have this guy on. Yeah, this guy knows this horror. We've said that several times. I mean, if you follow him on Instagram, uh, he just joined Twitter, and he started following us on Twitter. And He probably he, knows more than us. He's probably he, going to make yeah, us look dumb. That's great. I mean, we do a fine job making ourselves look dumb, so to have a little help, wow. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. just that's amazing. So very, He's the dude who's given us all those names in Final Girl, like Harry Balsanya. Yeah. Pizza Boy, Ginny mm-hmm. Taylor, Ginny Taylor, uh, Emma Royds. There was another one in there. I can't remember it. Uh, there's, they're all great ones. I mean, he, it, he really, he, he puts it out there. He definitely puts some thought into it and does know his horror. So I'm excited to, to discuss whatever movie we're going to end up uh, discussing with him. Uh, we'll get to well, that. Oh, you want to do it now? Well, here's the deal. I may have asked him about doing the show and said, hey, we want a movie that you'll be happy to riff on and go through with us. I see. So he's picking it. He picked the movie. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, him. Okay, I want to know what he picked. He picked a little movie. I've never seen it. I don't know if you have. It's called Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, my God. No, I've not seen it, but I own it. 
You own this movie. I but you own never this movie. It. It's got like Rutger Hauer in it or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I actually watched the first five minutes of it once. And then uh, my daughter came home and I had to like take her somewhere. And I just didn't have time to watch it when I got back. So, yeah, I actually own this. So, and maybe usually the guy who picks the movie has to hosting duties. So, let's just make our special guest be host and you now just sit back and put it in cruise control. Cool, man. This is, <laughs> this is a lot of work. Can we also make him edit it? That'd be great. I love it. I love That'd be it. great. Uh, so, we got one more thing to do before we get out, and that is our final round of Final Girl. Are we going to award Crunchiest Kill? Oh, I forgot about the Crunchiest Kill. Crunchiest kill. What is the crunchiest kill? Who actually dies in this? I mean, to grandma? my to my knowledge, you've got grandma, you've got grandpa, you've got the uh, lady who was hung, the the addict, and yeah. then I mean, of course, you have the real grandparents, but their death happens off camera. So you really, o- yeah, you really only have three to pick from here. So we're supposed to assume that grandma, I mean, that pop pop died when Tyler smashed his head in the fridge again. So we'll call that a kill. Yeah. We'll call grandma getting, she's probably definitely dead. She's got to bleed out. That's a lot of holes that, that Becca put in, in a Nana. Nana. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What's your crunchiest kill? I don't know, man. That uh, refrigerator kill for a pop pop is pretty brutal. I mean, over and over and over just beating him in the head with the door, the door of that refrigerator. Like that was one of those where, you know, if it was a, you know, when, when they kill the killer in a movie, you always like, oh mm-hmm. man, he's going to get up. I didn't think pop pop was getting up. Tyler had some rage. Yes, he had he some did. issues. Yes, he did. <laughs> he took him out on pop pop. So, uh, so if I was going to go crutches kill, I'd go pop pop's death. All right. Pop pop. Uh, I got to give it to grandma up in the bed. She's jumping on Becca. Becca's grabbed a piece of broken mirror and just jamming it jamming it into grandma or nana over and over again blood goes in her mouth so i'll I'll give that my crunchiest kill all right so cup of so you know we we got two out of the three deaths in there and then uh, i guess the rest in peace you know nana's real children who she drowned in a pond yeah the with the antenna creature special mention to the to, to nana's past children uh all right yeah let's so let's do the uh, final round of final girl i cannot wait to find out who i'm sending our special mystery prize to here we go also thank you to all the people who keep sending in names it's getting bigger and faster and harder uh these names just keep rolling in yeah that's great our listener base is going up man i mean analytics show that our audience is growing and that is awesome up first it is vanessa valentine all right vanessa let's see what happens see what happens to you vanessa it's prom night the pressure is on matthew wants to seal the deal but you tell him you're not ready that's just the way you feel matthew smiles and said then let's wait baby which makes you think this love you share might just be for real you survived oh, in sweet, such a sweet, sweet way. Matthew. That's so sweet. Wow. All He's right. He's willing to wait. How sweet. How incredibly sweet. 
or is Matthew doing like I've done, which is you pretend you don't want it so that she's like, ooh, let's do it, you know? Uh, no, probably not. I mean, He's I've probably... used that. I know you've used that when He's... a girl's like, I no. don't know. I'm like, yeah, we should wait because, no, you know, that I've... drives them crazy. I've never used I've never said we should wait. All right. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Liar. Raquel Hawkins. It's 3.30. The bell is ringing. School is finally done. You grab your Walkman, lace up your sneakers, and go for a run. Your spidey senses tingle. You get the feeling that you're being followed. So you duck down an alley. Big mistake. You get chopped up, barbecued, and swallowed. Ooh, you're Raquel, dead. You are dead. Rest in peace, Raquel. Man, that was rough. Yeah. She got chopped up in it. Don't go in an alley. Don't go explore sound. I tell you, man, people don't listen to us. If they listen to us, they'd make it. But they don't. Just stay where people are. You don't need to go, in, you know, find out where the weird sound's coming from. God, it's are, never going to be good. People are the dumbest. People are dumb. But we love you. Come back and play again, Raquel. You rest in peace in your early grave. Rest in pieces? In pieces, you've been eaten. Yeah, your grave is going to be a toilet because you're going to get pooped out by that. Gross. You suck, Raquel. You're disgusting. You disgust us. Come on. (laughs) No love for Raquel. Listen, don't listen to Alex. We're so glad you came and played. He's ruthless. I'm a sweetie pie. Yeah, Mike. You come back. We love regulars. Come on back to us. I think that's pronounced sweaty pie, but let's go on. (laughs) We have our winner, Vanessa Valentine. All you got to do, Vanessa is contact us on Instagram. Send us a direct message that says, hey, I listened to the show. Vanessa Valentine won. Send me the mystery prize. And we will send you that mystery prize. Then poor old Alex will put it together and slug his ass over to the post office and send it to you. Well, you know, you could just have our receptionist Vivian do that. Yeah. Here at the very expensive Slasher Studios. Yeah, Vivian is incapable of doing it. So many uh, not returned packages. The the dumb fool put our address as the sending address, so we just paid to mail them back to ourselves. Yeah, well, I said let's hire the smart girl. You said let's get the pretty one, and now she doesn't know how to mail things. Yeah, plus she's really Vivian! she's really not that pretty. <laughs> I think I think we hired her when I was uh, on all the drugs when I got my wisdom teeth pulled, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, she looks way less like a sexy dragon than she did back then. <laughs> so, yes, well, thanks for playing the game, and please, yeah, congrats, uh, Vanessa all Valentine. those who didn't make it come back next week. Uh, please do. We'll kill you again. As far as this week goes, anything else we got to get to? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's that part of the show where uh, we celebrate that we survived yet another podcast. We did. We, and we, we did it together. We thank these listeners for, for taking this hard and dangerous journey with That's us true. again. Thank you once again. And, and, and please uh, like us, subscribe, all that stuff. Smash some buttons. Smash. Just yeah, smash, smash yourself. Smash that like button. Smash a friend near you. Just smash something. And write us a review, especially if you are in the UK, because those reviews are going to get us from 25 up to number one. All right. We're number one in the UK. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. We, we do have some listeners in the UK, so thanks to those folks as well. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for listening to this podcast, spending another more than an hour with Micah and I. I know it is valuable time that you have, and we certainly do appreciate you spending yeah. it with us. We'll, we'll see you on our next show in a couple of weeks where we have a very special guest, and we'll be watching Hobo with a Shotgun. I'm excited. Hobo with a Shotgun. I think it's going to have a lot of blood. I watched the Red Band trailer, and holy moly. I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be one of our better shows because I don't know what to expect. I'm not even I don't either. It. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. We don't even know his real name. We just call him Where's the Horror That's Section. That's true. That's actually... Or Harry Balsanya. Actually, I think I do know his, his real name because he won uh, one of our mystery prizes in the... The, somebody didn't claim oh, it and you oh, ran that one right, contest right. so I actually got to mail it to his his actual name so uh, okay well we'll have to find out from him if he's willing to reveal his real name or if he just yeah. wants to be called you know Pizza Boy or Harry Balsanya I'll take any of them they're all great alright everybody thank you again for listening we will see you in a couple of weeks for Hobo with a Shotgun and a very special guest Micah I love you it's that time of the show that bittersweet yeah. music is playing that tells us we've made it, we yeah. survived, yeah. and we, we profess our undying love for each other. Yeah, well, I, that's mine for you. Is, uh, I, too. Yeah. I, too, love you and your Botoxed you. penis, oh. and uh, I can't wait to do another fully naked uh, podcast with you next week. All right. Well, thank you. i got to go uh, right upstairs now and rub some wrinkle cream on this thing. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. I got to go put something on because I am freezing. <laughs> That's how you end the podcast. <laughs> I'm freezing. All right. Damn it. I almost made it through a show without going. All right. Son of a bitch. It was, I could feel it coming out of my mouth. I'm like trying to grab it and pull it back, but it was too late.